0: Chapman University, where big ideas are born.
1: We strive to become multi-dimensional original thinkers.
0: The kind of people who flourish in a challenging world. The kind of people who rise to every occasion.
1: The kind of people who can accomplish anything imaginable. Welcome to Chapman Chats. This is a time for you to explore your options and do research on what different colleges and universities have to offer. We hope you can tune in to learn more about who we are at Chapman and get some general tips on the college search and application process. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Chapman Chats. Uh, This is Garrett Addison, one of your assistant directors of admission at Chapman.
0: And Amy Hammer, one of the other assistant directors of admission. We're back to talk a little bit more about the Common Application. Our last episode, we talked about just the 101 of the Common App, what to expect, what all the different sections are. Now we're gonna talk part two, more specifically about what we recommend putting in your application and also what we look for for Chapman specifically.
1: Yeah, and we'll kind of divide up into that general section of the common application like we had talked about in the last episode um, and give you some, I think, more general tips. We'll obviously frame it in a way of, here's how Chapman is reviewing applications and here's what we um, see in the applications and some advice but know that each school is probably going to be a little bit different. So if you want that specific advice, should I be answering this in a specific way? You can always reach out to your other schools So you're applying to, talk to their admission offices, all of that stuff. But everything today is going to be very Chapman uh, specific. I think that's important. Pause up. Oh my God, (laughs) I love pause up. Um, So I mean, we can just dive right into it. The first tip I think Everybody should know, and this is probably, I'm going to assume, goes across the board with any sort of college and university, Um, but be honest. I think it's really important to... um Uh, for us to understand what has been happening in your life, where the uh, successes that you've had, where maybe the uh, dipping points that you've had. I think one of the easiest examples that I could give is uh, with students, if there's ever a semester or maybe a specific class and you had a bit of a dip um, in grade for that semester for that class, it's important to identify that and let our admission committee know, hey, here's what was going on during that time, here are the things that were affecting me, Um, And there's a couple ways that you can do that. There is the additional information section within the common application. That's an easy one. It'll go off to all of the schools you're applying to. If you only want that information going to just one specific school because of one reason or another, you can always email your admission counselor and we'll just put it right into your file. So when we go to review, we know, hey, Here's what was going on. They let us know in this way.
0: There's some contextual information there.
1: Yeah. Context is always really important.
0: Yeah. I like to pretend sometimes that we're part of the FBI and our job is putting together a big puzzle. I love so that. So when we're reading an application, we're trying to figure out what happened here? What does this What does this mean? and if you leave a lot to our imagination, we have creative minds. So we're going to start filling in the gaps and potentially make some wrong assumptions. Yeah. So just tell us, because otherwise we're going to start thinking that you robbed a bank your sophomore yeah. year, and that's all of a sudden <laughs> why your grades went down. Um, I once had a student who actually, she was a consistent AB student, and then one semester she was mostly a BC student, and it seemed really atypical to what I was seeing for mm-hmm. her before and after um, that one particular semester. And then In reading her letter of recommendation from her teacher and then in opening up the additional information section on her application, she was a cheerleader that got dropped during a football game and had a concussion. Oh, gosh. So that particular semester, her grades took a hit, not because of a lack of effort on her part or because she stopped caring or trying by any means, but she physically couldn't do well in her classes. But the teacher commented on how well she still made an effort, still prioritized her health, and then was able to come back for the following year. So um, again, be honest, give us that information. There doesn't always have to be a story. So if there isn't an elaborate story, don't make one up. But just tell us what happened.
1: I think you're also hitting on um, another tip that I want to give, especially with letters of recommendation. I think the uh, way that a lot of students will focus it on will be, which class did I get my highest grade? I'm going to have that teacher Mm -hmm. write me a letter of recommendation and from what i have read in applications and i've i've been doing this for i don't even know how long 7 years? 7 i think i think it's 7 years <laughs> time maybe is this a is time is totally a construct especially in covid um but i i think from what i've seen students have had much um better more detailed letters of recommendation from the teachers in the classes where they didn't do their absolute best and i think part of that comes from the teacher If you have a student in your class that's getting an A-plus on all of the uh, quizzes, the tests, the homework, you're probably not um, as tuned into that student because they know what they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. But if you have the student that has struggled a little bit, that teacher is now focused on, okay, how do we make sure that you're getting the help that you need? Mm -hmm. Where are the areas that you're uh, needing to work on? They're going to know a little bit more about who you are as a student, and I think that information is way more helpful for us on the admission side Mm -hmm. than it would be for the teacher that's like, yeah, Bobby was a great student did well all of his
0: assignments in on time it was good right right I also think that some of the strongest letters of rec I see are those that have the student in their class or have contact with them in some other capacity so they're their teacher and a coach teacher and club advisor teacher and homeroom teacher Um, and being able to see them in two different lenses I think also helps the application because regardless again of how they perform in that class you get a sense that they know them as a student and then also as a person and they can talk about you know if there was something else going on at home during that time period that might have impacted them or you know if they have older or younger siblings and what that dynamic looks like you get a little little bit more of that humanized perspective and I think that's really valuable when we're trying to understand who you are as a person
1: definitely yeah I think that's fair
0: yeah but outside of that um obviously we we look outside of the academics anyways and Mm so Being able to understand how a student is spending their time outside the classroom is helpful. We touched on this in the last podcast on the activity section. Again, you can list up to 10. Don't feel like you have to maximize that just for the sake of giving us something on every single line. Um, But do tell us and brag about yourself. Tell us what you spent your time doing. I know COVID's a little interesting because a lot of events were canceled. (laughs) Um, People who normally would be team captains or hold leadership roles didn't get that opportunity or what their role looks like now is very different than otherwise would, would be. But tell us about the things that you were involved in that you have been able to do during quarantine. So, list that off for us. Um, Again, try and think more critically about what areas you have the biggest impact in, where you hold the most responsibility. Um, And also too, if if that includes work, don't just assume it's for volunteer unpaid activities. Tell us if you have a part-time job or if there's um, responsibilities that you're taking on at home that are more than I would say the average.
1: Yeah, I think that's and I kind of brought it up in the last episode. Um so I'll just repeat myself. But when you get into the section of the common app, go through and see what are these um kind of uh umbrella terms that are being used in extracurriculars. You know, there's athletics, student club or organization, there is part-time work, there is family responsibilities. I think that there's an other responsibilities. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ways that you can kind of categorize what is going on. So maybe take a look through those because it might spark something else to see, oh, I do have this. I didn't realize that that was considered extracurricular involvement, Mm -hmm. but here's how it can be, right? I think that's an important one, too. You really got to make sure you're looking at all of the options.
0: Also, please don't use acronyms or abbreviations. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Every school seems to have a different way of calling student government. I know yeah. some schools say student government. Others, it's associated with student body or ASB. Um, for us at Chapman, it's SGA, yep. Student Government <laughs> Association. Um, you might know what it is because that's what you've only ever known but we don't necessarily know what that means so if you're going to use an abbreviation make sure that you spell it out for us and then put in parentheses what it is so then we can know what it is later on in the application Um, include those leadership positions or other responsibilities that you had in the description just make sure that you're explaining what it is because if you just say that you were a part of ASB we don't know what that is yeah
1: I think it's a, a good rule of thumb write everything down read it over and Try to put yourself into okay. I've never been to the school. I have no idea. Maybe even find a friend that goes to a different school, or um, maybe like a family friend that doesn't really know the school. Mm-hmm. Have them look it over to see if they bring up any sort of questions. That's like, well, what is what does this mean? Like, what is this acronym? What is this organization? Even on the details part, because you get to write a little brief description about what it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll have questions and say, I'm actually not sure exactly what you're doing right. um i think that's a good rule of thumb write it all down have somebody from the outside take a look and whatever questions they have we probably will also have yeah. so make sure you're addressing those that
0: actually happened to me i was filling out my application and i put that i was involved in the rack club and oh someone went what's what? Rack? Yeah, what is the rack club it was the random acts of kindness club
1: oh rack it's
0: rack yeah okay yeah. So you got to make sure that you're clarifying that for people. It's a great organization, but totally. if you don't know what RAC is, you don't realize how kind of a person I am.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's, I mean, I, it's a funny example that you bring up because I know what random acts of kindness is, but if I saw an application that just had RAK, I would be sitting there like, I have no clue. Right. What's RAK? Really awesome kids. I don't know. It could be anything. But the fact that I know what random acts of kindness is, da, I have a new lens and a new context for who you are. Chapman Chats is presented by the Chapman University Office of Admission. Have a topic you'd like to learn more about, or a special guest you'd like to hear from? Email us at admit at chapman.edu. That's a d m i t at chapman.edu. Now back to Chapman Chats. All right, and then
0: kind of switching
1: over to the personal essay. Oh, the personal essay, one of my favorites. The meat of the application, the biggest portion. Is that
0: the biggest part? I mean, I guess it's it technically the biggest part in most words, words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we said this before in the last one, make sure that you're going through all the different options for the prompts and that you are telling us about yourself, what is important to you, um, yeah. and what else will we not will we not see in the rest of your application. I think one of the most obvious pieces of advice that I can give here and to some I, I don't think it is as obvious is don't call out any specific college or university. Don't start your essay with I am excited to apply to Chapman University because and the reason behind not putting a specific school in there is because this essay is going to be seen by every single school that you apply to on the Common App. Yep. Um, it's a little offensive when you open up an essay <laughs> and it's talking about how much someone loves another school. It almost feels like when you're dating, you find out someone else is dating someone yeah. else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's always very fun when it's at the end of the essay because you'll be reading it like, wow, this is so cool. I'm interested. I'm invested. And then that last line is like, and I'm so excited to you know, be applying to XYZ University. And you're like,
0: oh. Oh. So you're not that into me. Well, cool. it's not
1: Chapman. That's uh, kind of a bummer,
0: but I have also seen it when people call out Chapman and I cringe a little bit totally. because I think about all of our colleagues that are at other universities and I go, you know what happens to all of us? Yeah. <laughs> um, but other than that, make sure that you have at least one or two trusted adults or even a peer proofread, go over the essay, give you some feedback. I would say after that more than three people, you start to lose your voice. Um, so make sure that you just have individuals who can check you on your grammar and just a general message. Um, the other thing that I would say about the essay is make sure that there's some sort of takeaway. You know, what is the purpose of the essay? What is it serving? What do we learn about you um, at the end of the, the essay? Um, some of I've read some really great essays about people's grandparents or parents or siblings. Um, they write beautiful essays about how much they're inspired by a particular person in their life. And yet at the end of it, I feel like I want to admit that person and not them because they write so much about the other one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's important to hear your voice. It's important to hear your story. We want to understand who you are through this process, not anybody else. Right. Yeah. I think it's a, a really important one. Um, I'm trying to think the, the only other thing that I would say about the essay is, um, don't worry about using all of your words. Um, make sure you're at least hitting the minimum, but I think the the biggest point is just what is this central story? How are you getting this point across? Um, If you have, like, a trusted English teacher, that's always a really good first place to go to um, because they've got all the, like, general tips and tricks for just essays in general. Right. So I think that's an easy one.
0: Garrett, what was... Can you off the top of your head think of what was, has been your favorite essay that you've ever read? Oh, my
1: gosh. The one that always comes to mind, I had a, a student, um, and I think that he was from uh, San Diego, California. But he took a trip to, um, I think it was somewhere in Philadelphia. He loved ketchup ketchup was, like, his thing. <laughs> Loved ketchup. That
0: sounds like one of our other admission yeah. counselors, Casey Decker. She I ran to Casey
1: and told her ketchup. about this essay immediately. Um, but he took a trip to uh, the Heinz factory, which I think is right outside Philadelphia. I could be getting that wrong. But he talked about how it was, like, this super special trip opened up his um, uh, kind of experience in, like, being in a new place, got to see all this stuff, his, like, intense passion for it. It was just one of those essays that, like, I learned a lot about the student in um, how excited and passionate they were about something, which was nice to hear. And it was also just a really outside of the box essay. I mean. I don't think I've ever read another essay that was like, I love ketchup so much that I went to the Heinz factory. <laughs> right. You know? And yeah,
0: made a whole trip out of it, yeah. went across the country. What do you? do? Um, actually, the one that I always think about was one of your students, because mm-hmm. I remember you read it and then you showed it to me and then I thought it was amazing. Um, I think the student was from Washington, but I could be mistaken. Mm-hmm. She talked about her love of the show Big Brother, which we also love. um, But she talked about how she wasn't old enough to be able to compete because she was under the age of 18. And so she approached everything in her life as an opportunity to prepare for the show. Um, So when it came to conflict resolution with her sister, this was opportunities for her to practice her social game for being on the show. Um, She was on the soccer team. And so when she was at practice, it was an opportunity to perfect her uh, physique for when she was on yeah. the show. So, um, I thought that was really creative, but in talking about her love for a big brother, she also highlighted what she, who she is, what she does, what her family life is like. Right. I thought it was super creative. And I think I also just have a bias because I love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Find the things that you're really passionate about and try to weave in, um, Different parts of your life through that. I think Mm -hmm. that's an easy way to like start an essay for sure. Yeah, it
0: can spark some inspiration there. (sighs) Okay, Um, do you want to
1: jump into the Chapman?
0: Yeah, our specific part of the application. So we said this in the last podcast, but when you select the different schools that you're applying to, that'll then generate their own specific supplements. For us, our supplement is called the Chapman Questions. Mm -hmm. Um, This entails some more specific information related to being test optional. Um, It also is where you can specifically declare your major if you know what you want to major in. um, for us we do review per program so if you're applying straight into business you have the opportunity to start taking business classes your first semester same thing for any of our talent areas you know music theater dance film yeah um, but it's also where you can be undeclared so if you don't know what you want to major in, that's totally fine just tell us why yeah um, but i think the most important thing about the chapman questions is that this is where we really get to see more specifically your fit for campus um, what are you passionate about how will you contribute to our community um, we don't want to admit a class of all business majors, all film students. We love business majors. We love film students, (laughs) um, but we are so much more than just those programs. So we want to really make sure that we're um, admitting a very diverse class of thought. Um, Uh And one thing to note, I I would say about this section is that when you're selecting your intended major, be mindful of how that is going to influence the rest of your application process. So for us, any of your um, any talent programs that you're selecting, know that that is ultimately going to drive what we call the creative supplement. Yeah. So when you select, for example, dance as your intended major, um, is it about 48 hours after you submit the Common App? I
1: think it's, it's 24 hours, but depending on when you submitted it, it could, could turn be into 48. 48. Yeah.
0: So if, say you selected dance as your intended major, within about 24 to 48 hours, you'll get an email from us that gives you access to the creative supplement, which is an additional piece of information that you have to send us for consideration for that particular program. Um, you only submit a creative supplement based off of your major interest. So it's only for those areas related to, um, the media arts, performing arts, visual arts, film, things of that nature. Um, but just know that that's an additional factor that comes from this portion of the application. Definitely.
1: And like you had said, um, you can apply directly into these programs or you can choose to apply undeclared, Um, I have worked with a lot of students that are thinking about going undeclared, and I try to pick apart the reasonings, you know, why is it that you want to be undeclared? I think that's a really important one to get into first, um, because I have, I think, a large group of students that just think, you know what, I really like business, I really like uh, chemistry, I really like film production, but I'm not 100% there, Mm -hmm. so I think I'm just going to do undeclared, and then I can figure it out later. And I don't think the thought process on that is wrong, but... The reason to apply undeclared in my mind is you're debating between three or four different areas that you kind of have equal interest in, or there's, um, uh, just nothing that's really like sparked or everything is sparked, right? That's the reason to come in undeclared so that you can start on classes in multiple different departments, see what really fits your style, and then kind of go from there.
0: Don't see it as a game. Don't try to play the game. Um, if you're applying undeclared because you think you have a better shot of getting into Chapman and then you want to make a decision on your major later, that's the wrong reason to apply undeclared. Um, again, for some of our talent areas, there are bachelors of fine arts programs. Yeah. Those BFA programs are larger credit-wise. So if you're like... I think I want to come in undeclared and then try and switch into screenwriting. That might be challenging because by the time you switch into screenwriting on campus, you're a year behind of where you need to be and yep. that might ultimately delay your graduation. It also isn't a guarantee that you'll get into that program because there is a talent component to it. There's yeah. a, a separate application for it. Um, so if you're using undeclared as an opportunity to game the system, that's, that might backfire. Um, but if you're exactly truly unsure brain. of what you want to do, Undeclared is a great option. Yeah. I think, if what. If I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think undeclared was in the top five
1: mm-hmm. majors
0: if it was to be a major for our last incoming class. Yeah, oh,
1: definitely. So
0: about a, a good number of our students when they come in are are in the same boat. They're not sure what they want to do. They naturally find their way into their their program, obviously, because yeah. they, they don't graduate in undeclared. <laughs> um, but it, it's all about what your motivation is. Um, it's a good catch-off if you're not sure, but it's not a way just to skirt around an extra creative supplement.
1: Totally. I, I like to think of it like we are not here to try to, um, control every bit of your application and, and, you know, help you just get to Chapman. We're here to help you succeed mm-hmm. once you get to Chapman and evaluate, is this going to make sense for you? Um, when you said the word badfire backfire, that was like the absolute word that I had in my brain mm-hmm. is when students try to do this like, well, I just want to get to Chapman, that's the end goal, it will ultimately backfire. Yeah. And those are the things that we're trying to avoid for you. You yeah. know, we want you to be happy and successful. We don't want you trying to like, how do I how do I get here in a way that's very roundabout and I'll try to figure it out later. Because that may not happen.
0: Yeah. And I think to that point as well, we recognize that some of those talent programs are really competitive. Definitely. Um, And so it might be really nerve wracking to feel like you're putting all your eggs in one basket, but that's why we offer the option for a second choice major. Yeah. So you can pick a first choice major. You say that I know that I love something in the realm of performing arts. And so I'm going to go it all in for dance as my first choice major, but I also have a side of me that really enjoys science and I like to know how the body moves. And I just know that as long as I can take dance classes on the side. I'll be fine. Totally. Um, that's a great option for someone to put their second choice major as health science or biological sciences or something of that sort. So in the event, the first choice major says no, mm-hmm. there's the opportunity for your application to be reviewed for that second choice program. Same thing for film. You know, you want film production, but you're also really happy with screenwriting. Screenwriting is your second choice. Yeah. That's a, a great option. Um, if you know that you want business, um, and you're all in for business, and you want nothing else, and you only want to go to a school that has a business program, <laughs> then you probably shouldn't put a second choice. Yeah. <laughs> because um, putting anything else is probably not going to work out well for you if you were to come to Chapman. So um, just think about that when you're selecting first choice, second choice majors.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next part that we get into is why Chapman? Why are you interested in attending Chapman? And I think the most general advice that I could give on this question is Think of the things that are uh, kind of those like overarching umbrella terms, location, weather, um, distance to Disneyland, (laughs) smaller size. Like those things, yes, they apply to us, but they also apply to a lot of different universities, especially in the Southern California region, right? Mm -hmm. So I think the first thing you want to do is... Dive in one extra layer at the minimum. If it's location, okay, why this specific location? Is it Orange County? Is it the city of Orange? Is it because campus is open? Is it because we're near the beaches and there's a good opportunity for you to do some type of research? Like you gotta connect these pieces together and not just say, "Well, I like the location," mm-hmm. because that's gonna apply to a lot of different things. Yeah. So do your research. Um, Check out the website, check out the course catalog, check out all the different opportunities that we have for students. Maybe attend any of our virtual sessions right now, um, the campus tours, the information sessions. Learn more about uh, Chapman in a uh, deeper way. To see what stands out to you, and then utilize that within your application.
0: I think the easiest way to say it is show, don't tell. Oh, we yeah. know our location, we know our size, we know what programs that we have to offer. So tell us a bit more about how that relates to you. Yeah. Um, describe to us what's so unique about those factors for us in relation to what you're looking for out of your college experience. Um, I think that's a really good point as well. In terms of this is an opportunity to educate yourself. Use the supplement within the common application to see what's important to that particular school you know for us it's important to know that we have students that are excited to attend Chapman because history has shown us that if a student is has done their research they know a little bit of something about, our, about us they know what they're getting themselves into once they come to campus and so there's a higher retention rate higher student satisfaction. So take this as an opportunity to connect with us. Um, Even in this virtual space, like Garrett was saying, we're offering virtual tours, virtual information sessions. There are also specific departments that are hosting presentations. So if you are kind of waffling between multiple programs, maybe sign up for multiple virtual presentations and learn a little bit more about what it means to be X at Chapman. Um, and at the end of the day, we also have a platform on our website called Unibuddy, oh, yeah. which is an ask a student chat. You can just log on and then filter based off of certain criteria. You know, Maybe you want to talk to someone from your hometown. You can filter by that and see, OK, I'm from Massachusetts. Right, there's a tour guide named Ava from Massachusetts. Let's chat with her. Let's find out what that transition was like and why she chose Chapman. Um, so when you're doing that research, it, I think it's not just helpful for your application, but it's also helpful in that college search process definitely. and starting to f- think more critically earlier on what is it that I'm looking for out of my college experience so come spring it's a little bit easier to make a decision
1: definitely I think in that vein of chatting with students too if you know anybody that is at Chapman has gone to Chapman um, whether they are a family member or a friend talk to them as well about their experiences because I think part of it is when you talk to our students they'll give you the ins and outs the ups and downs everything Chapman wise hmm But when you talk to your friends or your family members that have gone there, they also know you on a better level. So they can kind of relate it and say, well, I know that you have a huge interest in this specific area. Chapman actually has this club or this um, uh, area of their academics that you would really like. Mm -hmm. Maybe look into that. They can kind of give you those little pointers to look into.
0: Actually, some of my favorite responses to this portion of the application are when anecdotes are shared Yeah. because it's so personal. You know, you hear someone that says, I first learned about Chapman because my next door neighbor went and when I visited him, you know, during my spring break, I got to see this, this, and this. And you're like, wow, that is such a cool perspective to share. Um, so if you know someone that is a student, an alum or connected in some capacity, I think that's really good advice. Um, and then tell us about it. I think that's what also personalizes those responses.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the, the other piece of these questions, those fast facts, we kind of mentioned it again on the uh, first episode of this podcast, um, but... Just have fun with them. I mean, show us your personality. There's nothing that we're going to be looking for or hoping to see. I mean, I'm sure that there are like specific songs that we want to listen to with your application, <laughs> obviously, but we want to get to know who you are. So don't overthink them. Don't try to think like, oh, what's going to set me up in the best way? What's going to make me look really good to this uh, admission person? What's going to make you look good is answering it honestly and authentically to who you are. Mm-hmm. Those are the fun answers that I get.
0: Definitely. Do you remember one year, I think it was at this point, maybe three or four years ago, that there's a question on the Fast Facts. That's what song should we listen to while reading your application? And do you remember when someone created a a Spotify playlist of the top, I think like 50 songs that were recommended to us by our applicants? It was awesome. Yeah, so we have fun with them. So we hope you enjoy them as well.
1: Totally. I used to have, um, I used to have, there was an applicant in the past. um, And I remember he was applying to our uh, math program. He was all about the numbers, all about math. Like that was his jam. And in his fast fact questions, he answered every single question, either through a uh, pi, like the number pi, or something to do with like a calculator or something to do with equations. And they Ooh. all related back to math. It was really fun because it like tied up his application completely.
0: Well, and I feel like knowing from what you described, knowing him, he probably also had a lot of fun putting that together. Totally. So I just, like yeah. see some kid being like, okay, how do I integrate 3.14? Yes. <laughs> this yes. Response. It was, That's
1: it was cool. really fun to see, honestly.
0: That's awesome. Well, I hope that was helpful for everyone. Um, (laughs) I hope
1: that helped. (laughs) Or were we
0: just rambling for the last 20 minutes? Um, If you have any more specific questions about the application, reach out to your admission counselor. Once you um, get into our system, you'll be given access to an applicant portal. Um, I think that actually comes after you submit the Common App, if I'm not mistaken. But um, that'll show you who your admission counselor is. Mm -hmm. If you want to know who your counselor is before you submit your Common App, you can find that on our website. Um, You can also email admit at chapman.edu and we can help find that out for you. So um, our main goal is obviously to be a resource for you all that applying to college is already hard enough as it is and then you add in this layer of COVID-19 <laughs> and yeah. not being able to physically visit campuses we get that it's very challenging we want to connect with you as well so reach out ask questions and have fun
1: yeah we're here to help have fun yes. those are very big pieces of yeah. advice we should
0: have just started that with the, <laughs> beginning of the podcast and be there cool all right have a great day everyone
1: bye guys Thanks for tuning into Chapman Chats. Visit chapman.edu to explore degrees and programs, schedule a virtual tour, or even attend an information session.
0: Need guidance throughout the application process? Be sure to connect with your admission counselor. We're here to help. We'll see you next time.